0: properly. I want to thank the guys on Zoom this morning for uh, having to watch us eat the bacon. Um, we've got one guy I know who tunes in from the, the Detroit area, um, and someday he'll probably show up in person by surprise, and uh, we'll get to meet Bob in, in person. It has been uh, an exciting thing over the last year and a half to go from only in person to I guess we did about six of these where it was per, just pure Zoom. And I remember uh, how grateful I was to be finally back in a room where even if we had to sit one to a table, we still got to be in the same room for a while. And um, I, I celebrate this morning that, you know, a group of guys decided to get up early, go out in the rain and uh, enjoy the company of other men who were taking one step at a time. Uh, this morning, I have the pleasure of introducing uh, two guys who were... Uh, probably need no introduction, but they may make a, a little, uh, have a little time introducing each other. Um, we have two pastors here with us today. I guess when we have no pastors, I, I'm, I'm acting unsupervised. And so today, um, I've got at least two chaperones to make certain that we don't do anything too heretical, uh, that we record. And so, uh, this morning we were lucky to have, uh, our senior pastor, Tom Davis. And, uh, Somebody that apparently he met, I I don't know the story of how they met. I always ask couples how they met. It's one of my ways of getting to know other people. How did you meet? I don't always ask friends how they met. So this morning, I'm especially looking forward to finding out how Jeff Ross and Tom Davis met. And they don't quite look like the odd couple, but uh, I I know there are going to be some stories between the two of them that we're going to laugh at and maybe even... uh, be emotionally engaged about so gentlemen thank you so much here for being this morning we're going to have to share this mic so as long as you speak the guys online will tell me if they can't hear and if i listen we'll do something about it uh but thank you again for being here this morning tom davis and uh, jeff ross <laughs>
1: um thanks it's good to be here uh we were uh um just kind of uh talking a, a lot of y'all know that tom and i've known each other for just about forever and so uh especially i think during this uh COVID, uh sort of lockdown and all of that friendships and uh staying connected to people super and so um we thought we'd just kind of talk about that uh today and kind of let y'all know like eric was saying uh how this all started um before i do that though uh being ministers uh is a is a challenge Uh, It's a little different than than a lot of things, but you can say that about your profession, too. The the intricacies and and nuances of uh, all that we do is is all a little different. Um, But the statistics are are pretty alarming. Uh, The average minister uh, walks out the door after five years. Uh, Don't make it past that um one in ten ministers make it to retirement as, as a minister so the i think the expectations of uh, you know being a minister is it turns out to be a little different than than what you actually experience i know that was the case with me and then the depression rate uh according to the pew research center is that ministers uh struggle with depression at twice the average rate and i think that Probably a lot of reasons, but I think uh we look at our congregations and we look at the tasks that God's given us and, and sometimes it's it's hard to match those up. I mean, you see greater needs than you're able to provide for. You see people that are struggling that that you can't always uh find a solution for, and sometimes you internalize that. And so I think that's a, a struggle. And so uh finding friends and and uh of uh, uh, people that you can go through ministry with is super important. Uh, over our ministry, the conference has tried to do that on a number of occasions. Uh, they have a little retreat. They put us all at tables and they kind of look at this table and say, "Now, y'all form lifelong bonds. You know, <laughs> go together." You're you're laughing because you know that doesn't work. I mean, you can't just put people together. They have to find each other uh, and they have to determine that that's important. And so, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that some folks, uh, knew that and, and struggled to, uh, uh, put together a group back when we were in seminary and just beyond. Um, I wasn't smart enough to figure that out, but I was, so, um, I was, uh, I was in, or I, I, Moved to Atlanta in the mid-70s. Uh, uh, my family joined the Kingswood United Methodist Church. Joe was the pastor. Joe was uh here for a while working with the endowment. And so many of y'all know who Joe is. And uh and then I decided uh after graduating from college to go to seminary in Portland, Oregon. Um just seemed like a fun place to go. I was newly married, it's a fun adventure. Uh, well, Joe stayed in touch, uh, just how are you doing, what's going on? And then when he was appointed the, uh, to be the minister at LaGrange first, he said, hey, I need a youth director. It's about time you come back to Georgia uh, <coughs> School of Theology. And I said, sure, that sounds like a great idea because I didn't have a point at that point. And, um, and so I did, uh, started a Candler. And um, there were four, five, six, seven of us that were in the LaGrange area that were going to Candler. And Candler does this great thing for people who are serving churches while they're going to school. They, uh, uh, it's not enough that you're serving a church, which a lot of the students at at Candler are not. Um, and it's not enough that you're serving the church and going to school and, you know, trying to build relationships or a family or whatever else you're doing. Uh, So you have Monday off, uh, but Candler and the North Georgia Conference in all of its wisdom said, these folks who are serving a church, trying to build a family and going to school, uh, their only day off of the week, they need another class to sort of process all that so they put you in a thing called teaching parish where uh the the students that are in a local geographic area meet uh and uh and talk about how hard it is being in ministry um on on the one day off uh so tom and i met there but also uh we were living in lagrange and commuting to candler three or four days a week and so we would meet uh and and ride together and so in all of those uh three for me it was like four um and uh uh long conversations on the the highway um uh, my my uh <laughs> fondest funniest memory of that was that a lot of times i would uh come to uh dixie and pick tom up uh sometimes he was up sometimes i'd have to bang on the wall to to get him up and get him in the car and um but uh uh, interesting thing if you hadn't figured this out yet is that um i'm i'm much more uh I don't know. Uh, at that time I was a youth minister, so I wasn't quite invested in seminary education. Plus we have both gone right from high school to college, college to seminary. So I felt kind of like I needed a break. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to get through seminary with the least amount of work. Um, Tom, on the other hand, was like super engaged in the discussion. So on our, drives especially home from seminary um tom would be uh, talking about the different theologians and how they went together and what we were learning and i and i was thinking to myself i don't know if i ever expressed it uh, we we had we learned that today <laughs> uh, most of the time in class i was sort of planning out a retreat for my uh lesson with the kids i was the youth minister at, at Lagrange first and so um, having a blast with that so uh and then over the next uh, few years our, our friendship sort of grew one way that it did was that um i uh i, I on planning retreats The kids wanted to go skiing, they wanted to go to the beach, uh, and it was difficult for me to take 40 kids somewhere that I'd never been. So I always wanted to go scout out where I was going. And so uh, on a couple of occasions, I'd say to Tom, hey, the kids want to go skiing, we're going to go into the Appalachian Mountains, Boone, or uh, someplace, would you like to go and just sort of scout these places out? And so we had some fun uh, adventures, uh, skiing and uh, doing some other things on, on some of these trips. And so um, let me stop
2: there and let you jump in, and then we can post seminary. Yeah, um, yeah. Some, sometimes, not sometimes, just about all the time, I don't think we're rational beings. I think we make sense, and we don't really know what we're doing until after we've done it. So it's kind of looking back. That, you know, you put things together, and you go, "Oh, okay. Well, this is important. I didn't know it until after." Well, our friendship is kind of that way. That um, I was at, at senior year of college when I got my first church, and uh, on a good <clears throat> Sunday, we'd have thirty people on Sunday morning and Sunday <clears throat> night, and the average age was seventy-eight, and that was <laughs> that was my. And um, the, the name of the church was was Dix, and um, I realized that uh, I, as much as I loved them and as much as they loved me, I it, I, I, would, I would over my head. I mean, these folks had lived Christian lives for a long, long time, and I was supposed to say something significant on Sunday morning, and um, at, I was in seminary in the middle of that. Well, this teaching parish group that Jeff's talking about, there are several of us there, and, um, and it was in the drive back and forth in getting to know Jeff that um, the way it is at every church for a minister, there are a group of people that think you walk on water and you're pretty sure you don't. And there's another group of people that are pretty sure you're the Antichrist and you're pretty sure you're not. And (laughs) you're somewhere in there and you better know who you are or you're gonna be pulled to one side or the other and it's not who you are. Well, in looking back, I could see Jeff helps me be a better person and live into who I am. And he doesn't let me get away with anything. He'll call me out in a heartbeat, which isn't as much fun sometimes, but you need to have those people who do. Um, for a lot of folks, uh, that's their spouse. And that that works. As a pastor, you're standing in a different place because, you know, you're kind of between the people and God and you. it's it's a lonely place unless you're a pastor. You're the only one that knows what it's like to stand in front of and. um with your face hanging out and there are different places all through ministry where you go oh i'm out of my depth i need to grow well jeff is an adventurer um top to bottom he's not scared of anything so we're talking about the retreats we go on um ministers work when everybody plays and they play when everybody works i can't tell you how many times people have said hey saturday night let's well that you can just Put an X after that. I, since I was 21, I've n- never been able to do anything on Saturday night. I just I can't be ready on a Sunday morning and be tired from playing golf or a football game or something like that. Um, and I I can't I can't go on a, a long hike or you know running on Saturday a race and then be ready on Sunday morning. So Jeff and I um, <laughs> we did we had a lot of adventures together and um Jeff with this just his personality he's not afraid you might not know he he juggles and rides unicycles and stuff like that and um uh, i and, and I'm, I'm serious a lot of people don't know that he does that kind of thing we also realized that um in looking back jesus sent disciples out twos for a reason um and it's what god said it's not good for the man to be alone um that paul and silas barnabas and mark Paul and Barnabas, they all went out in twos, and Jesus sent His disciples out in twos. And um, iron sharpens iron, and um, and butter doesn't sharpen iron. So, with I've always tried to get the best people around me that make me a better person, <clears throat> and um, and I, that's that's been an important part of our relationship. Um, Jeff said, Yeah, you know, was it after ten years only one in ten or in ministry? Is the five years uh, is the average dropout rate retire. Yeah, one in ten retire, and they usually don't start at twenty-one. I mean, we can name the number of people that drop out. I mean, we talk about that teaching parish group. In three years, there were probably twenty people that were there, and those that retired maybe were three, four at most. It's just not many at all. Well, I I I question whether I'd still be here if it weren't for Jeff somebody to hold you accountable hold me accountable and um somebody that he knows who he's and doesn't try and be more than who he is um yeah the adventures they kept going all through the years we went to austria we applied for a grant through um the lily foundation and that was your idea wasn't it (coughs) yeah and so we got together a group and um we applied for eighty eight thousand dollars, and uh, they gave it to us. We were shocked, and uh, they wanted a part of that grant to be where you studied outside the U.S. So we looked on the, uh, a, a map of the world and said, "Hey, Australia seems like what can we learn in Australia?" <laughs> so <laughs> the lily Foundation paid for us to go to Australia you know, and do some more there. But that—that's kind of yes, it's kind of and. We've been to 10 Jillion workshops and studied together. i toss it back to you. Okay. Um Yeah, the, um, um
1: Tom talked about uh just kind of holding each other uh accountable and uh kind of walking through uh all of this together. And that's been uh that's been um, part of the fun. Um my mom died, gosh, probably in the Fifth or sixth year of my ministry, pretty early. I think I was 25, 20, uh, something like that. Um, and, and my mom was the person I would call and say, hey, guess what? Uh, and she would go, oh, sweetheart, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, just like moms do. And so uh, one of the things that uh, I was telling a story uh, in my sermon a couple of weeks ago about the deer. And I thought all deer liked each other, got along and ate the corn and cheered, <laughs> found out they were in little <laughs> tribes and they competed against. Um, that was one of the things that I learned early on in, in ministry. I mean, you go into the ministry with this sort of rose colored glasses and you, you see pretty quickly the inner workings of the church aren't as, uh, you know, uh, amazing as they maybe look from the outside, and so. Um, we discovered the same thing of, uh, just about this fraternity that we're in uh, with ministers. It's a pretty competitive group. And so if you say to one minister, hey, I had uh, 20 people at church today, uh, a typical response would be, oh, that, that's nice. I had <laughs> yeah. 30. That wasn't the point of my statement. You know, I, that was good for me. Um, And so it's just lost and it's a it's a pretty competitive thing and so once my mom passed away, uh, there was a huge hole um, in my life, you know, where do I go just to celebrate stuff. I mean, who do I, who, who cares who's invested And by that time, Tom and I had a a pretty good friendship and, and, uh, and we would call and I don't know if it was um, something you said at some point or something we just discovered and fell into. We didn't, we didn't discover this about each other, I think initially, but I think it's part of when you're in a group in seminary, teaching parish, just kind of kicking around Uh, you sort of gravitate to certain people, and maybe, you know, at the time, like you said, you don't really choose that, but you notice, maybe in retrospect, hey, that that was a fun conversation, let's do that again, or you sort of gravitate to certain people, I mean, y'all have friends and um, maybe groups, and, and that's what happens, and that's one of the things that Tom and I noticed, I could call Tom, and I could say, hey, I had, you know, our our youth group, you know, we, we did this, and Tom would always go, "Wow, that's great." He would never go, "Oh well, but," I mean, he never said that. He would just always go, "Wow, that's great. Tell me about it." I mean, genuinely interested. Um, and um, and I I think that uh, is is kind of rare. Who can celebrate stuff with you? And and um, and it was uh, we were going to pastor school. Um, we were uh, uh i picked tom up tom picked me up we drove down from atlanta to uh uh epworth by the sea where pastor School is um pastor it's a great name uh it's a retreat north and south georgia conference gets together and they bring in a speaker and it's just a weekend to sort of connect with with other folks and tom and i went and we were driving back from pastor school and tom says you know this was pretty fun." Uh, and I went, yeah. And he goes, I, I kind of didn't expect it to be. And I went, what? And he goes, well, you don't really listen very well. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I go, what? And he goes, yeah, but, you know, we talked about a lot of things and you, you, you seem to be engaged. I'm adding words. And so I thought about that for a while and, you know, I, I was offended. And so I went home and I said to Sherry, my wife of probably 10 years at that time, I said, Tom said the meanest thing to me, (laughs) and she said what? And so I told her, and she said, yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) And so um, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those really, for me, kind of a pivotal thing, and so. Uh, I began to read about listening. and I began to pay attention to that. And I think for me, uh, in terms of my ministry, uh, you know, it was probably one of the best things that that Tom ever did for me because it made me ask that question of some other people. Uh, and I think today there's a, a book called Emotional Intelligence, and that's a thing uh, where you get in touch with yourself and things that you do and don't do and pay attention to that. And this was long before that, but it, it made me then begin to, uh, figure out, okay, so how do I go into a room and, you know, with a group of people and pay attention and listen, my wife is excellent at that. So I had, a, um, but, um, but it, I think it was a, a, a sort of a, a combination for me of, uh, finding somebody that I could celebrate. And so our whole ministry you know, uh, Sunday afternoons or Monday mornings, we talked often. Uh, you know, I'd say, So, how was church yesterday? Tom would say, Well, this, ha- wow. He'd go, Well, how was your day? And I, Well, this happened and this happened. Hey, great. And it, it's never been a competitive, uh, it's been, uh, you know, a, a helpful uh, place to go and talk and share and celebrate, but also, you know, just coming on um with with folks in the world and that's just i've found that that's kind of rare to find folks do that and so uh small groups uh events that we've been together uh sometimes with other folks sometimes just with us just been a somebody uh excellent to kind of walk alongside of uh that'll be honest with you uh but at the same time celebrate fun things
2: yeah at that's one of those things that um, struck me early on. Um, you know, James and John went to Jesus and said, "We want to sit on the left and right." Well, there are ten other disciples. Um, <laughs> how do they feel about this? Well, Jesus didn't go into all that, but Jesus also didn't tell James and John, "Yeah, that being competitive for the the left and the right side of me. Yeah, that that's a good thing. No, that's not a good." Thing. And um, the, and I think that's why thou shalt not covet is one of the Ten Commandments. That's one of those you go, okay, I can kind of understand murder. and uh, that's not a good thing. You know, people frown on, them. and when you steal their stuff, you know, thou shalt not steal. You understand the Ten Commandments, you get to covet, thou shalt not covet. Well, why? That's kind of an inward thing. Well, a couple of things. One is it robs God of the blessing you give to God. And it also makes you competitive because the whole thing there it says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbors ox or his donkey or his wife or a servant and it goes through everything that belongs to the neighbor. well ministers are just like human you know (laughs) Um, and they start to to covet like everybody else and finding somebody that um can celebrate with you that i don't think that's just a minister thing i think that's that's all of us we're better and we become better when we celebrate with each other yeah um there's some things that um i um that and it's not bragging it's just what, what God's done and you don't want to hear somebody come back and go yes but that's not good enough you know what? It, it 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 gives glory to God to to give thanks in that and that's always in part that Jeff's been helped by also there have been hard points in life real hard points in life back um long time ago I, um my wife said I want a divorce and um first person I called was Jeff um and she didn't want to be married to a minister she didn't like that you know saturday night and saturday was not something that was open um to do things with um and you know those kind of things are hard hard and uh jeff was the first person that i called and um I, I needed somebody not to say well this is what you should have done and this is what you shouldn't have done but somebody just that i knew was there with and um that was important stuff um that was a lot of years ago but yeah, we all—I think we all have those kind of places and wounds that um, we absolutely need somebody to walk with us through it. And um, as not competitive um, on you know who's higher and who's—I don't know where we are on time. It sure seems like we've been. You're okay. If, okay. If, but I, I think do want We're okay. We wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to
0: save a little time for table time so that uh, they can discuss who a lifelong friend might be that yeah. they have in their life. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm looking at time. What's your, how long do you have? You have another five minutes,
2: and then I'll start looking at your phone. Okay. I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Barney, I'm talking. My father um, grew up with fella, uh, and his dad and my dad always hit it off. My dad retired at 55, and um, he and this fella and my mom and this guy's wife. They eat breakfast every Saturday. They play tennis four times a week. They go out to eat as couples. They go on vacation. All those things um my dad joined my church my dad mom and this fella and his wife joined my church as well and we went out in 2000 we went on a mission trip helping habitat for humanity he was up on the roof and then uh later on that afternoon he said I don't feel well and he died within an hour and I talked to my father later he said you know I can't stop being mad at Bob Christopher for dying on me um that was, that was my friend for life. And uh, I had, had him for a long time. Well, I, I can't answer out of my experience, but I answer it from watching my father. Um, he's got another, and dad's 91 and I, he turned 91 last week. Um, and I, I've seen him make other friends. Um, one of the things that um, early on, um, I was here as a matter of fact, 30 years ago, I was talking to Bill Floyd and I said, Bill, when is the time you make friends like your boyhood friends i said that the the, the friends i've made since college i think i can count them on one finger (laughs) or two fingers and bill floyd looked at me like i was crazy He said tom you'll never make friends like well you certainly got to put time into it if you want to and i will say jeff certainly is in that area um and of the, the friend i can count on one hand and i watched my father make other friends in his 70s and 80s and it takes time and it takes initiative and that's that's the thing that gets harder and harder you know once we stop getting rolling again i can't say that in my experience but from watching my father um he's got my dad's a list maker and you know he's got his times and places that he, he eats with you know different friends for different things and he sets up events for it every week for him to his friends and uh he's doing really well at 91 not well for 91 at any age even real well and uh, and i think it's part of it
1: yeah i think that um you know um i have been fortunate or y'all have been fortunate i think because i've had two of my best friends uh as pastors mike long was a part of a small group that that uh tom and i were a part of as well and been friends for a long time and i watched mike uh kind of jealously um because I don't know that I had that same gene Mike was always real good at, at putting a couple of folks together um and, uh and he's he's done that in ministry outside of ministry in his church he and Terry uh do some things with couples he's now up at the lake and he's kind of done that with a little lake community uh put folks together and I I think that that for me is is kind of the key I've tried to Kind of model that a little bit. Uh, I started a little group in Dahlonega. Uh We'd play trivia on uh, Thursday nights at uh, a little bar up there, and um, and it's just a matter of I mean somebody has to take. Control, the uh, Lily Foundation group, uh, there were lots of groups doing that, but somebody just had to ram it through, you know, take the time to get everybody, let's get together, come on, nobody's responding to my emails, y'all got to talk to me, you know, somebody to do that. Uh, so you've either got to learn how to do that in, in, in order to get a couple of folks together, or you've got to uh, buddy up with somebody who does do that well. Um, and Mike did that that really well, and I, I it, you know, it just takes, like Tom said, some initiative to say, hey, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing, and who's in, and come on, let's go, and <laughs> kind of cheering that on, I think, at at different stages that you uh, uh, can kind of rally around some little thing. Uh, the, the group that is, is playing trivia at this bar are all ministers, and they're all retired, and they just happen to live in the Dahlonega area, so we have a fun time, uh, but we didn't know each other before this, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to
0: try to get folks together. So, can we take a quick, can we yes. have you hang out for prayer? Sure. Um, you know, I, I heard a couple of words a couple of times I heard accountable. I heard great, wow, and not. But um, these guys, (coughs) they found each other early. And um, I've been blessed with some lifelong friendships. I remember a quartet rehearsal when my daughter was still in intensive care. And we got to rehearse a song that we got to ultimately sing at her high school graduation. And that memory just resonates in my brain as a chance at a time of desperate need to be with somebody. We We have a holiday coming up called Thanksgiving. And there's probably a lifelong friend that has popped into your mind this morning listening to these guys share a bit of what goes on behind the scenes. And I'm so grateful that they would be so transparent to share something that's clearly been a blessing to them and through them to us in ways we probably do not know. And I hope somebody popped into your mind this morning and then maybe between now and when we gather together in December, when it will be thinking of Christmas, over Thanksgiving, you'll take a minute and maybe reach out to somebody. Maybe you're already in regular contact with them, but many of us have friends that could be lifelong friends. We just get busy with our busy and um, we let it drop by the wayside. But I, I hope you had a moment this morning where somebody popped into your mind. They might uh, wanna hear from you. If you're lucky enough to have somebody that you talk to every week, um, share, be willing, take a minute with, at your table. We're gonna <laughs> do a breakout room them guys. Talk about prayer concerns. If you've got a celebration right now, it's a wonderful time to share that with somebody else. It feels really good when you get to share something good that's going on with your life with somebody at the table if there's a prayer concern do that and then we'll wrap up here at the end i'll ask one person from each table to share what went on at the table so take take five minutes and i'll i'll have the zoom guys i hate to interrupt all this i, I see men leaning forward listening to other men and that's 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 always a good thing and i'm sorry to interrupt it. we've got the zoom guys back too. um i want to take a minute i i don't think i did it already i want to take thank bobby and steve steve wandered out of the room for breakfast this morning The cheese grits i asked what's the the, what's the extra flavor in there and apparently there were some peppers from our our garden that uh, got added to that so if you enjoyed a little extra spice and cheese grits uh thanks steve for uh, being creative with that i don't know what time you guys get up to be here to make a hot breakfast but um i look forward to it every and every month and uh it's excellent and thank you for you know getting up early bobby and steve when steve comes back somebody say something to him. he drives from lawrence to be here no.
2: Thank
0: you. Uh, he lives in Roswell? Oh, just moved. He moved, so he wouldn't have to drive so far. Five minutes away. Well, that's great. We've got a couple of moving to Roswell here lately. Um, let's go around the tables. I'll ask the, uh, the, the Zoom guys, uh, someone mark your group and tell us uh, a little bit about prayer celebration.
2: We actually didn't get as far as prayer concerns. <clears throat> we did get around the table talking about friends and we cut poor John Ross off. <laughs> so um that was my fault but no 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 worries um so we did not get to prayer concerns eric but um most of us have a lifelong friend or um have started friendships a little later in life
0: well great thanks mark for letting us know that Uh, as we went around the tables here i'm going to sort of pick on somebody from each table um dave you want to talk about what what happened at your table sure sure so um
1: Kind of had a wide ranging of experiences. We talked a little bit about how like with me and two small kids and family life and work life, it's, it's hard to stay connected with friends and connect to new groups without really making it a point, a priority, right? We just talked about being all of this, having
0: longtime friends and childhood friends. What a blessing, that, you know, being able to reach out to them good deal any major prayer concerns or a celebration We didn't get that far but uh um we do have a family friend who's a co- really close colleague of my wife through a separation it would be a
1: tough
2: holiday season for them hey scott what happened to you? it just went sunrise PC went from dark mode to light <laughs> no it's similar we we talked about the importance of,
0: of staying connected of friends and how a group that that is very dist- that's great Hey, Stan, what happened at your table? <laughs> wasn't Barney, what happened at Stan's table? Do well, we talked about the friendships close families. I think I did friends with children, <laughs> which, which is, is unusual. Also, <laughs> generational. They have been touched. Right. <laughs> There was a song that we learned for a wedding, uh, You Are the New Day. And I was Stan Woolley, all, every day is a new day. And he has an outlook that helps me because I tend to bring a lot of yesterday into today. But with every day, every day is a new day with Stan. And so uh, that's a, a spice that's in my life. I'll be reminded it's a new day, I call him. Hey, Gene, what happened at your table? Uh, I think
1: that, well, we didn't get the purpose here. But I think the journal, each of us have maybe one or two really good, close, lifelong friends. But we go through a set of friends in life.
0: Married, friend, work friends, change job friends, that kind of, still ends up with one or two or very, very close. Good deal. And Steve, what happened at your table? Um, much the same, Bobby. I did a, a lot of our friends uh, that you get older, that's kind of the thing. Tom mentioned how this talking that Mike Long creating some kind of a not be thankful thankful prayer granddaughter. Much
1: <laughs> as much <laughs> as I, I'm
0: thankful for that. Well, congratulations on so that third great granddaughter. Wow, that's a that's amazing. Um, I'll, I'll raise one prayer concern. I kind of hope to be here this morning. Um, Ted, Ted Moore has gone through quite the uh, hospitalization story. Uh, you know, he went in for one thing and ended up dealing with a whole nother set of things that you know was a side effect of the first thing he went into. And uh, that family has gone through the last, I guess it was July 4th weekend. So what is that, four months now? And I'm grateful to see him finally on his way back. I, I look forward to seeing him dashing on the church at some point in the, in, in the future. Um, I noticed that these guys just switched positions without even thinking about it. Tom started over here, and Jeff started over there. Um, the, the fact that Tom early on said something to Jeff that made a difference long term with Jeff in terms of how he listens to other. Um, you all were just listening to each other. I hope you will take that sense of community, with, you know, into the rest of your day and into the rest of your week and into Thanksgiving. It's so easy when we get together with family, we kind of nod and we're really thinking about something else and we forget to think about the person who's right in front of us. And um, I'm a real believer in that's your now. And that right then, when you're in front of that person, that is God's kingdom. That's all of it for that moment. And so you got a big holiday coming up. Yes, sir, Larry. I just wanted to
1: share that we're very fortunate. For the Sunday supportive group, a small group within, very special, Bill foundation.
0: And and I don't think that was an advertisement for just CUC. Um, That's an advertisement for being in a small group, being in a Sunday school class, because sometimes no one knows you're in trouble because they're not in regular contact with you. They don't sense something changed in your life. And you got to be around people for them to recognize that something is gone haywire um, because they probably really want to help. They just don't necessarily know what the need. And so uh, being in regular contact is uh, the only only solution I know to that. Um, so uh, take a moment here and we'll close in prayer. We will be back on December the 2nd in this room with Bacon. And um, we will be looking forward to a month of in-person concerts. I don't know if you got to go to our first in-person concert in a long time. It was on October the 24th in the chapel. It was uh, Brent Davis and Friends. We got to hear uh, uh, Tim Miller sing and we got to hear him sing again in world series <laughs> and uh we've all had a probably a pretty uh adventurous week this week i'm glad to see everybody here i know you probably missed some uh, normal night's sleep if you were up watching the Braves um more nights in a row than you're used to but uh, let's take a minute the bow and bow in prayer your lord thank you for these men in the room and those who are on zoom and the people that they will come in contact with today help us see a bit of you in each of those encounters be with this family who's going through a time of separation and the the terror that comes from having something that was so once so cherished um, in disruption helped uh, maybe your hand be somehow seen in that in their family and their children and the the parents and all the people who will be affected by what's going on in that marriage and help Dave and Teresa be in a place where they can be the right kind of uh, walk alongside their friends in this time of transition thank you for those that you were healing and for those that we don't even know about that will somehow be touched by your greatness and goodness in in their lives. Um, help us be a witness to that when it happens. Be thankful for all of these friendships that have been blessed by people. Love each other and don't just compete with each other. Thank you for showing us how to do that. Name. Amen. <laughs>